The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. As April showers bring May flowers, the 2014 NFL season is a bloom. With the release of this year's regular season schedule, bringing us one step closer to the opening kickoff. How does the Bears schedule look? And how does Larry D think they'll navigate the road ahead? All of this and so much more on this all new episode of the Chicago Bears Review. As I said, one step closer to the 2014 NFL regular season with the release of the schedule last night. Uh, it's it's getting closer. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the 2014 schedule release show of the Chicago Bears review. I left you guys about, God, has it, has it been six weeks already? Because I no, it was a little longer. It's been it's been less than that because we didn't we didn't sign Jared Allen on day one of the uh, of free agency. We signed him like uh, you know a couple weeks in. So, but still, it's uh, been at least a month since the last time we chatted, and I'm I'm actually back sooner than I promised uh, because uh, the schedule is out. And what the hell, man? Let's talk about the schedule. I mean, this is um, I, I believe I did mention before on the on our last episode that. Um, what uh, is projected to be ahead of the Bears? We have the NFC South, the AFC East. We have um, and our same place opponents are San Francisco and Dallas, both finishing second in their divisions uh, last year. We got Dallas at home, San Francisco on the road, and then of course our three divisional opponents twice apiece. Um, the the home schedule is one of the easiest in the league. I think there's maybe only one or two teams in the league that as far as their 2013 winning percentage, our opponents had the third lo- lowest winning percentage, I think, um, from 2013. However, on the road with teams like New England and Carolina and San Francisco, who all won in who won, won double-digit games last year, our winning percentage for our road opponents – I believe if it isn't the highest, it's up there. I think it's maybe even in the same area, whereas we had the third easiest home schedule. I think we have the second or third most difficult road schedule. So I was interested to see how it was all going to turn out. When are we going to have to face them? Are we going to have to face New England in Foxborough in December? You know, you know, typically the Bears don't perform that well. Uh, in December and you know things like that uh, would it be on national TV uh, you know that kind of thing and um, you know all of our questions were finally answered yesterday when the schedule came out last night and it was 
it was getting to the point where the the NFL. I know they wanted to do it in prime time when most people you'd be away from you know you'd be home from work and everyone would be in front of their screens and watching. But getting to the point when the when the schedule was finally released around seven o'clock Central Time uh, here in Illinois, it was becoming the worst kept schedule or the worst kept secret, I should say, in the country because I had learned before the schedule came out the bears were playing the lions on thanksgiving uh who they were playing to start the season when they were playing the lions i mean brad biggs twitter feed was a spoiler alert on top of a spoiler alert after an each feed each tweet that brad biggs from the sun times posted was another game that he dug from another source uh you know that he was posting onto you know his his Twitter feed, who we're playing first, when we play Green Bay, uh, you know, things like that. So um, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and dive in to the 2014 Bears regular season schedule and uh, see what our uh, see what the road ahead looks like for our beloved. <laughs> got to tell you when thinking about the numbers that I just gave you a few minutes ago about having one of the most difficult road schedules in the league and one of the easiest home schedules in the league I was very worried about what the schedule would look like when are we going to be facing these teams on the road uh you know how many uh you know will will last year's will this year's schedule be like last year's Two at home, two on the road, two at home, two on the road for like the first 10 games uh, of the season, um, you know, and and, and, with, and in the NFL, you, it really does kind of boil down to timing being everything. You know, when when are we going to play the Packers? When do we play the Lions? And, and, and when are we playing the Vikings for, you know, because they're the they're the ones that pretty much threw a monkey wrench into our season last year when uh, they beat us in overtime in Minnesota. That was virtually the end of the season last year. I mean, even though that was game number 12 or something like that, we fell to 6-6 six and six after losing that game. Uh, you know, we went on to win a couple of, you know, we won two in a row after that, but losing that game was the dagger. That was the nail in the coffin because – of the way things went down you know to, to in my opinion that's like we win that game our game against green bay is irrelevant because we're the ones going in with nine wins and so on and so forth but uh don't get me started talking about the stinking 2013 nfl season for the bears but uh so the schedule came out and like i said it was the worst kept secret in the world by the time it was quote unquote officially released to the public uh, you know, I I think I had gotten down maybe seven of the Bears' 16 games before the schedule was finally released, so it was just more about uh, filling in the final pieces of the puzzle. But uh, as worried as I was uh, at the with the schedule before it came out, I'm 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 kind of liking the schedule. I, I really am. Uh, we started home uh, on uh, on Sunday, September the seventh, for the fifth year in a row, uh, according to Brad Biggs. Uh, and actually to ChicagoBear.com, fifth year in a row the Bears started home, and this was after starting on the road for five years uh, in a row. I had to look that up. We had five five years in a row we were on the road, and since well, what would this be? Since 2000, 2010, 11, 12, 13, since, since 2010 we've been on we've been at home to start the uh, 
to start the season, and we're undefeated at home in that time frame. Uh, so can't argue with that. We got the Bills. First up, noon kickoff on Fox, so we get uh, we get the an NFC AFC excuse me AFC East team out of the out of the way right away, and then you know I and the reason that I like this schedule is that we have an early measuring stick, but it's not the Packers. Whereas you know the Bears have always kind of had that it's a little too soon for this game against Green Bay, where they're you know they don't have a chance to establish themselves. You know, on the. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Field before they have to play against Green Bay, which, let's be honest, that's our measuring stick. If we can't get past Green Bay, it doesn't matter if we can beat somebody like Seattle or anything like that, because if we can't get past them, how the hell are we going to get past Seattle or San Francisco or whatever? But speaking of the 49ers, that's our first big test of the season. We get to go to San Francisco. We get to open up that brand-new stadium, which they were showing on NFL Network yesterday. It's an absolutely beautiful facility, at least from the inside. On the outside, it's still dirt hills and everything. They're still finishing up uh, construction. But the, uh, from the inside, it looks like it's ready to play a game right now. And uh, But it looks magnificent. Sunday Night Football, the first national TV game uh, that the Bears will play against the 49ers. Um, uh, the one bad thing, it's, and we'll see if we can create a new tradition, if you will, a brand new history uh, for the Bears because we haven't beaten the 49ers in San Francisco, I think they said since like 80, I think it was the 85 Bears that was the last team to win a game in San Francisco. We beat the piss out of the 49ers that day. But uh, since 1987, we are winless in San Francisco, and the average score of those games has been 34-6, to six, and that includes our last trip to San Francisco, which was in 2012. We lost the game 32-7 to seven in the big coming-out party for Colin Kaepernick, so on Monday Night Football, of all things, uh, as well. But um, they're opening a brand-new stadium, so hopefully the Bears can start a brand-new uh, tradition and shake the candlestick curse, uh, if you will, in Levi Stadium, uh, the new uh, facility, $4.3 billion stadium. So even more than Jerry paid for Jerry World down in Dallas, the 49ers have uh, this brand-new spanking, brand spanking, brand spanking brand-new 
stay hey it's still early i've got some rust to shake off brand spanking new stadium uh the most technically technologically advanced god damn it technologically advanced stadium in the league so why am i all this this crap and just go ahead and talk about the rest of the schedule we follow up the sunday night game at san francisco we're still on the road on monday night this time against rex ryan and the new york jets uh our other so we got two afc east opponents boom out of the way uh just like that in the first three games interesting uh matchups there uh the jets are kind of like uh from last year were kind of like the bears of uh 2012 only uh, didn't have the same level of success whereas their defense was pretty good but their offense was atrocious third worst in the nfl for scoring points and all that kind of stuff geno smith the rookie quarterback mart sanchez uh wasn't able to you know help out the team he got hurt the preseason uh actually but it was all up to geno smith the second round uh draft choice for them couldn't get the job done I mean, they managed to go eight and eight, but um, imagine it's kind of like imagine what they could have been if they had an offense to go with the the way the defense played uh, last year. So they've they've been trying to add to the offense. They signed Eric Decker from from uh, away from the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, they stay signed uh, Chris Johnson after he was cut from the Tennessee Titans. So they're trying to add pieces, and uh, we'll see what they do uh, in the draft. But uh, Monday Night Football in MetLife Stadium against the Jets, week number three. Week four, here we go. Week four at home against the Green Bay Packers. Um, we come back home to Soldier Field to take on Green Bay. It's a noon game. Looking forward to that, our first real chance. And also still early enough in the season that we're still going to be remembering the way that the the last time the Packers came to town and how that all shook out. So uh, hopefully this will be the game that, uh, you know, I, I – well, we'll talk about where I think the Bears will be at that point. But, uh, you know, this this will be a big test uh, for the Bears. You'll, hopefully you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers and there won't be any of these excuses or anything. You'll have healthy on both sides is what I'm hoping for. Is it's still early enough in the season that there shouldn't be any excuses other than they were better than us or we were better than them. So week five and six as we start in uh going to october uh we're at carolina that's going to be a tough game i think carolina was undefeated at home until the playoffs when they lost in the divisional round to the 49ers and then we go to atlanta to play the falcons and we haven't been to atlanta since 2009 uh and both of those 2009 2008 both of those games were disastrous for the bears the one in 09 was the jay cutler can't stop turning the football over inside the five yard line game uh we had uh we we got stuffed at the one yard line uh matt forte got well actually it was i think it was the same drive he got stuffed on third down and fumbled it on fourth down uh and everything we lost the game that we should have won then and then of course 2008 that was the that was the kick in the gut if you will where Kyle Orton drives the Bears down the field, scores a touchdown with like nine seconds to go in the freaking game or whatever. You know, we're up, I think, two points or something like that. I think that's what it was. We blew a coverage, blew a coverage 
that uh, put the Falcons in field goal position and with like one second left in the game, they kick a field goal to beat us. So our last two trips down to the Georgia Dome have not been happy ones. Hopefully week six of this year we'll be able to buck uh, that trend. So week seven we return home to Soldier Field to take on the Miami Dolphins. Um, by the way, Green Bay, Carolina, Atlanta, Miami, all those noon games. Um, Green Bay, Carolina, Atlanta will be on Fox. Miami will be on CBS because we're playing an AFC team. Um, let's see. The last time that the Dolphins came to Chicago, they ruined our winning streak in 2006. I mean, it's it's been that long since the Dolphins have been to Soldier Field in 2006. We were either 6-0 and or 7-0. and one of the, I think we're seven and oh the Dolphins come to town they were like one in five or one in six at the time and they kicked their ass kicked our ass what I just said we didn't kick theirs they kicked ours Jason Taylor intercepting a pass five feet away from Rex Grossman runs it in for a touchdown a disaster first blemish of the season and of course of course with the season the Bears were having we had to play the Dolphins and regardless of their winning record their record they ended up beating us and our own soil to boot at the same time so they ruined our perfect season back in 06 not that we had any illusions about that team going undefeated but it sucked that it was it still sucks that it was the dolphins back then and then uh the bears getting a bye week right dead center in the middle at week number nine so we play eight games and that eighth and final game is our fifth road game five road games in the first half of the season at San Francisco, at New York, then we had back-to-back in Carolina and Atlanta weeks five and six, home from Miami, then on the road to New England till we see the Patriots. So we're getting these ugly, ugly road games. San Francisco, we got Carolina, we got uh, New England. All of these teams are merciless at home. San Francisco, I think, only lost one game at home last year. Uh, Carolina was either just one or none in the regular season last year, and I think New England only maybe lost one home game uh, last year as well. So these are teams that don't lose football games at home. We have to play them on the road, but we're playing them in the first half of the season where there's plenty of time to recover. So even if, worst-case scenario, the Bears um, lose all three of those games, we should be around the five and three you know, at that point uh, in the uh, in the season going into the bye week. So we come back week number 10. November the 9th is week number 10. On the road, Sunday night football at Green Bay. So the second game against Green Bay is on national TV, and we're done with the Packers week 10. And in case you haven't noticed, I haven't mentioned the Lions or the Vikings at all. So we play Green Bay twice before we see either one of our other divisional opponents. So my, uh, Minnesota, Detroit, those teams come up twice in the second half of the schedule. So four of our last eight games are against Minnesota and Detroit, our two matchups against those two teams. So the second half of the schedule, actually if you include the Green Bay game, five of our last eight games are divisional games so even though we get those ugly road games out of the way earlier in the season the second half of the schedule is just as important if not more because five of our six divisional games take place in the second half of the season so those are the games you have to win and we're we're getting those games at a point in the season where 
you have to win if you want to keep playing uh, past uh, December. So the season ends on December the 28th this year. So we're at, on the road at Green Bay in Lambeau, national TV. And right now talking to my buddy that I you know, memorized last year, we went to see the, the, the road game to see the St. Louis Rams. Um, that's the game that uh, he's targeting this year. So I very well could be uh, recording uh, knee-jerk reactions from inside Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football, which would just kick more ass than I can even think about right now. Uh, we move back in, and we finally get a two-game homestand, the first of the season, actually. Two-game homestand, first against Minnesota at home, well, week number 11, and then week 12, good old Lovey Smith comes to town November the 23rd to take on his old squad in Soldier Field when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to town. They'll be bringing uh, Josh McCown and Major Wright with them. So uh, that should be interesting. And, oh, I'm sorry, let's back up a little bit. Kind of forgot to mention that uh, we've got some people that will be visiting us this year, the people that we will be visiting that uh, will be wearing some, uh, that will look funny in their new duds starting at week four uh, in with uh, against Green Bay, Julius Peppers wearing the ghastly green and gold of the uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, followed by a trip down to Atlanta to play the Falcons where Devin Hester will be wearing... None of these guys are going to look right wearing these other colors. So, I mean, that's just fact of the matter right there. And then, then as I said, um, Tampa Bay, you have uh, Major Wright and Josh McCown. Even though he's not, uh, you know, true blue, really going to miss him bare, you know. Well, actually, neither one of them is. But uh, it was, you know, too bad we couldn't hang on to Josh McCown, but it was just uh, – just one of those things. The guy played too well to be a backup when they're starting opportunities uh, out there. So, but um, you know, those are those are the big ones that we're going to have uh, coming forward. And then, um, then there's his. This is the most interesting part of the schedule, in my opinion. We're up to week twelve. We're Tampa Bay and Lovey coming to town. Then the following week, week number thirteen. As a matter of fact, only four days later. Four days later on Thanksgiving, we travel up to Detroit to play the Lions for the first time uh, in the season. Week number 13, our first trip, uh, our first contest with the, with the uh, Lions going to Detroit for Thanksgiving Day. And then that's not so much the weird part because we played Detroit on Thanksgiving Day before. We haven't played a Thanksgiving game in 10 years since 2004 easily one of the worst professional football games i've ever watched in my life when we had the the bears uh playing the cowboys uh two horrible horrible teams uh at the time um god what was his name the, the mighty quinn the quarterback that we had playing for us in there uh lovey smith's first year uh as head coach what a disaster and not only did we lose but neither one of those teams looked like they were playing to win it was just like you know, where we took turns giving the game back to the other team kind of thing. What an atrocity that game was. But, um, you know, so we were playing the, the Lions first time since 1999 that we're playing the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. So, but here's the interesting part. Our next game, which is at home against the Dallas Cowboys, is also on Thursday night. We're getting, we're getting back-to-back Thursday night games for the Bears, we're playing uh, Thanksgiving Day, the first game of the day at, at 1130, 
uh, Central Time, 12.30 Eastern and so on. Uh, we're also playing on CBS, which is uh, a new thing the NFL is doing called cross-flexing, where they're in, in, a, in an effort to get games a better or a wider audience – the Bears are playing the uh, Lions on Thanksgiving Day on CBS. So it, it'll kind of like be, for, for those of you that remember, back in the old school days, like, uh, you know, in the, the, the early 90s uh, was probably when it ended, though, was um, when CBS was the home of the NFC. Therefore, that's when the Bears, that's, that's where you always saw the Bears play was on CBS. And um, so it'll be a touch of the old school right there, seeing the Bears play an NFC team uh, on CBS that first game of the day and then a week later on thursday night football in the nfl network the bears play host to the dallas cowboys which kicks off a three-game homestand in the month of december so we got that first game uh in december thursday december the fourth thursday night football we host the cowboys then we get 11 days rest we don't play again until monday night football when we host drew Brees and the new orleans saints now it's going to be a December game outdoors, so just based on that, I'm liking our chances because Drew Brees and his brilliance and everything is not really accounted for much outside in the cold. And then we finish it off with a second contest against the Detroit Lions, this time our first game on Sunday. It'll be Sunday, December 21st, our first Sunday game since before Thanksgiving, November 23rd. So that's just a preview of what you're going to hear me either talking or bitching about when uh, that point of the season rolls around that Sunday, November 23rd, when Lovey and the Buccaneers come to town will be the last Sunday game that we get to talk about for a month before we play the Detroit lions on December the 21st. So, and then we finish off the year at Minnesota against the Vikings in Gopher stadium because they tore down the old Metrodome. They're building up that brand new that, I mean, I see the, 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 what you call the plans, and such the the virtual reality you know showings of the stadium which absolutely looks fantastic so but it's going to take them two years to build it because they're building it on the site where the old metrodome was so they they already tore the metrodome down now they basically have to move the metrodome out of the way and build that brand new stadium on top of it um which is kind of what they did with soldier field uh for the bears but uh we were only gone for one year down in champaign but Go figure. They're playing in Gopher Stadium for the next two seasons. And uh, we finish out the year on December 28th. So we have to wait all 17 weeks of the NFL season for Jared Allen to make his return uh, to Minnesota. And what I am, quite frankly, knock on wood, hoping is an absolutely meaningless game that won't matter one spent because we're resting people <laughs> for the playoffs or, you know, whatever. So, uh, so there you have it. There's the schedule. And like I said, the last... The last eight games of the season, we got five home games. We only have three home games to start the first half of the year. We got five to finish it off. Only three road games against divisional opponents. So, I mean, these are teams that we have familiarity with. This, these are places that we've been to before. Not so much Gopher Stadium. The last time we were there was in 2010 when the Metrodome roof collapsed. Also, the last football game Brett Favre ever played in for all you trivia buffs out there. Um, but, you know, going to Detroit on Thanksgiving, 
um, at the at Minnesota to finish off the year at Lambeau to kick off the second half of the season. These are places that are not strange to us, like it will be when we go to San Francisco or New York or New England. These are places we don't travel to often. You know, we we haven't been in New England since 2006 when we went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we haven't been to New York since 2006 to play the MetLife uh, Stadium against the 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 Jets. We haven't been out there since 2000. And, and six so i mean carolina we were just there a couple years ago atlanta it's been five years since we've been down there so you know and and, but those are all in the first half of the season the second half is going to be a much kinder half of the schedule as far as what we're looking at right now god only knows what's going to shake down when the season finally rolls around but we got two games against minnesota and tampa bay we got a game on the road and then three straight home games to uh for the in the month of december before going on the road to play Minnesota, which I don't think would be a very good football team uh, this year. So, all right. So let's break this puppy down now. So we kick off the season against the Buffalo Bills, an exciting uh, young team, um, still building up their talent uh, and such. Uh, we'll be seeing a, um, a a vastly overpaid Chris Williams, a former number one draft pick uh, for the Bears, um, he will be one of their starting guards, or at least that's what they signed him uh, to be. Signed him to a big contract. It's like, what the hell are they doing? But they signed him, and nonetheless, he'll be there uh, for the Bills week one in Chicago. I'm taking the win there. So we are 1-0. and we, we travel out to San Francisco, first game in the new stadium. Not so much the candlestick curse. I, I expect there to be a much more competitive uh, ball game uh taking place there but uh you know we'll uh i'll still i i I gotta be straight i will take the loss on that one so one and one we go to new york to play the jets on monday night football i'll take the win there two and one now i've been looking at um people like um jeff dickerson who's a radio guy in Chicago for ESPN 1000, Uh, Mike Wright, who's like the beat writer for ESPN for the Bears. Both of them have the Bears getting swept by Green Bay this year. Not going to happen. I don't – as a matter of fact, I'm going to say the Bears are going to sweep the Packers this year. That's – I think this is the year that we turn the corner on them. You know, Emery has proven to be that kind of guy that – is able to you know make those uh, quick turnarounds as far as when phil emery was hired as general manager we had no wide receiving core to speak of devin hester was our number one receiver so what does he do two of his first moves we trade for brandon marshall we draft Alshon jeffrey two years later we have the best wide receiving core in the league and that's not just me saying that that's people around the league quote-unquote experts on nfl network espn saying Marshall and Jeffrey are the best wide receiving core duo that the NFL has to offer. So there's there's none best. The buck stops there with Jeffrey and Marshall as to who the best wide receiving duo is. And then you have Marquise Wilson, who they're expecting a lot from this year. We signed Dominic Hickson. We just signed Josh Morgan uh, away from the uh, the Washington Redskins. There's this kid from Canada, Chris Williams, that they're expecting to compete for Hester's spot as a, as a kick returner uh, and so on. So we got a lot of talent in that wide receiving core. Then last uh, in 2012, we had a much better offense as far as being able to throw the football, but uh, Jay had no time to protect himself or have time to find these receivers other than Brandon Marshall. 
We go out, we draft Kyle Long in the first round. We get a home run on Jordan Mills in the fifth. We we caught the league sleeping on Matt Slauson, and we signed. Uh, you know, we opened up the checkbook for Jamon Bushrod, the third fewest sacks in the league last year, and our offense scores the second most points in the league, and the only team that scored more points than us, the Denver Broncos, who scored the most points in a single season ever. So the only team to score more points than us set a record for most points scored in, a, in one season. Unfortunately, we coupled this record-setting offense for us with, with a record-setting defense in the worst possible way. We gave up more than 20 points in every single game last year. We gave up the most yards running the football in team history, and... I think we actually only scored like two more points than we allowed last year. So, I mean, that's how horrible we were on offense, on defense last year that we could have the second most points in the league, but I think we gave up the most points in the league last year. So, but, uh, you know, speaking of the, you know, the turnaround with the offensive line, we rebuilt the offense. We got, uh, you know, a receiving core with, you know, a good tight end in Bennett. We've addressed those problems. Phil Emery's gone out and, and fixed those. Uh, you know, he's he's had a primary focus in each of his first two campaigns. Um, you know, with as general manager, third one this offseason has been a defensive focus, going out and signing Jer- um, Jared Allen. We got Willie Young from the Lions. We signed um, um, Houston away from the uh, again, away from the Raiders. Uh, and such so you know we're, we're making moves there plus we also signed a ton of bodies at safety i don't know how much of the, how many of those guys are going to stick but you know we're 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 and we're and it's looking to be a defensive heavy draft so not saying that we're going to turn around and be the you know the world beaters on defense but you know like you guys heard me say a thousand times last year with the offense that we have we don't need to be the 85 bears on defense you know, we can we don't need to be a defensive heavy football team with the offense that we have. It's not necessary anymore. If we had a 32 ranked the 32nd ranked defense in the league last year, we finished eight and eight and almost made the playoffs. If we had the 16th ranked defense in the league last year, we probably would have won two or three more games and had a much easier road into the playoffs would have been a much more competitive football team than we were. So with, with the way that, that Phil Emery has, has molded this team and has, has addressed needs that were glaring going into each offseason, I'm confident that, that he's making the right moves. I mean, I've said this before, in Phil Emery I trust, you know, he hasn't proven us wrong uh, just yet. So, I mean, we thought we had, you know, we thought that we had the team that we needed last year with the way that Emery focused on the defense or focused on the offense and bringing everybody back on defense is like, well, with the defense we had in 2012, you had an offense to that. That's got world championship written all over it. Except we left our defense in 2012, and this new offense really proved its muster. So this year, if we can put it all together, we've got a force to be reckoned with wearing our, our blue and orange, folks. So with that being said, that is why I believe that we'll turn the corner and beat Green Bay because uh, – the, the problem used to be that our defense was good enough to hold them to keep us in the game, but our offense was never good enough to catch them. And, and last year, that proved to be the opposite. The offense 
was able to get it done. But our defense was was you know it was our offense keeping us in the game with Green Bay instead of our defense. If we can put it all together, we'll leave Green Bay behind. We will absolutely leave them behind. So it's one of those things that's that's an if just because there's a lot of question marks surrounding all these new bodies. Will there be chemistry and so on? Things that we'll talk about later on in the year, uh, later on in the off season when we start talking about our opponents uh, for this season. But um, you know things that you can say with a relative you know margin of error that uh i believe this is going to turn out the way that we want it to and 2014 will be a good year for us so so anyway after that 25 minute diversion i got us beating green bay at home making us three and one at carolina i'm gonna take the loss there so we're three and two after we lose to carolina we go into atlanta against the falcons it'll be a tight game i believe but I believe we'll win that one. So four and two there. We come home for the Dolphins. We'll take the win over the over the Dolphins, and then on the road at New England. I can't remember the last time we won a game in New England because we don't go up there uh, that often. It's been a long, long time. But uh, so I'm still. For now, I'm going to treat New England the way that I used to treat our games with Green Bay. I got to pick the Packers until we actually freaking beat them. Like, I want them to beat Green Bay. I will cheer for them to you know, beat Green Bay. But if you're asking me, gun to my head, will we beat Green Bay? No. Obviously, my answer is different this year. But that's how I'm treating the Patriots. Until we actually beat them, I have to pick the Patriots to win just because they've proven to be the better team the last few times we stepped on the field together. So that puts us at 5-3 and three going into the bye. After the bye week, we go to Lambeau and finish the sweep on national TV in a game which I am hoping, knock on wood, to be in attendance for on Sunday Night Football against the Packers to move to 6-3. and three. Home against Minnesota, take the win there, 7-3. and three. Home against Tampa Bay. Now, I've kind of tussled over this, to be honest with you. I've kind of felt like, oh, come on. You know, it's one of those things you just – kind of get the feeling there might be like a funny scent in the air that day you know we're seven and three we you know we were winning two games we just beat two divisional uh opponents for now for now this might change but for now i'm gonna say just because of the one of those weird karma things if you will firing a guy after he won 10 games and so on i'm gonna say lovey and, and tampa bay win that one not because I'm a Lovey fan or anything like that, but just because I have a funny feeling about this game. That'll give us seven and four. We're on the road at Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. I'm taking the win. You know, I I don't think Jim Caldwell is the right guy for that team. I think they made a mistake hiring Jim Caldwell. Um, I don't think that's going to help out Detroit at all, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll probably be wrong about that. We'll see. But um, I'm taking the win there. So we're 8-4. and four. Home for the Cowboys. Take the win on th- another Thursday night game. We get 11 days rest. Come home in the middle of the, uh, of the winter, uh, you know, or at the start of the winter for the, the cold weather Saints to come into town. Take the win there. What's that got us at 9? 9-4? and four? Yeah, 9-4. and four. Is it 9? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, nine. Nine and nine and four. 
And then 10-4 and four against New Orleans. Uh, take the win against Detroit that, that you know for the third straight. And then I'm actually going to throw in a loss at Minnesota just because, number one, that's the pattern. The Bears lose at Minnesota just about every year. But also, I, I feel that 11-4 and four going into week number 17, the Bears will have a spot in the playoffs and therefore kind of you know, tank the last game, if you will, getting ready to go into the to the playoffs and Minnesota will be playing for something, uh, you know, pride or whatever. To we finish eleven and five is what I'm looking at. So maybe eleven and five is kind of what I was thinking coming into the year, uh, before the schedule was even released. Um and looking at the way the schedule shaped out, I I, I think eleven and five is is not the worst uh is not uh, you know too grand uh, you know like uh, I'm not delusional or anything thinking that 11 and five is a possibility uh, for the team. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how it all shakes out. I'm I'm really looking forward uh, to that, and um, you know I could have a different road to 11 and five once the season rolls around. Maybe after we see some preseason games go down, and uh, you know who makes the team, who doesn't, uh, and so on. But uh, you know. That's uh, that's what I see right now when I when I look at this uh, schedule. So I, th- I think that we'll uh, we'll sweep the Packers and the Lions, which I want so desperately. You guys know how much I hate the freaking Lions and how much it sucked losing to them twice last year. Um, but we'll split with the Vikings simply because I don't think that we're going to show up to play that last game. Optimistic thinking, if you will. Don't think we'll have much to play for uh, in, in that week, you know, looking at how the schedule turns out up to that point. So I think 11 and five is a, a good estimate, a good, uh, you know, a hopeful one, thinking that uh, our offense can definitely win us 11 games. Just a matter of if, if the defense can hold up their end and how those new pieces are going to gel uh, together. So that is how I see the schedule uh, turning out for us. Uh, they did, however, the Bears uh, solidified the dates for the preseason schedule. So we start the preseason on Friday, August the 8th against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at home on against Soldier Field. Then we have a Thursday night game at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, on Thursday, August the 14th. Then we're on the road for the last two preseason games, including the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game against the Seahawks. Week number three, Friday, August the 22nd at the Seahawks, the world champs on the dress rehearsal game where the, the starters are supposed to play at least the first half uh, of the football game. A good litmus test for the team there. And then we finish it out, our annual end of the preseason game, Thursday night, August the 28th against the Cleveland Browns. So with the schedule coming out, they solidified the dates for the preseason. Philly and Jacksonville at home, Seattle and Cleveland on the road so i think that's going to uh i think that's going to do it for us don't have any other uh tidbits or anything to add just um you know looking forward to this and we're a couple of weeks away from the draft uh you know the funny thing is if the the nfl hadn't pushed back i probably wouldn't be doing this show because we'd be getting ready for the draft to happen tonight because it's always the last week in in april that the draft takes place i'd be getting uh getting ready for the nfl draft to be uh you know scrolling across my screen here in a few minutes but uh fortunately we gotta wait another two weeks to get ready to go there so i of course will be back 
in two weeks. Uh, we're going to wait until after all of our um, undrafted free agents. After we sign those, usually about a anywhere from eight to a dozen undrafted free agents that we sign to fill up the uh, fill up the roster. We'll see how it goes. A lot of the mock drafts, a great majority of them, actually, a great majority of them have the defensive tackle Aaron Donald from Pittsburgh coming to Chicago. And after seeing that kid's highlight reel and listening to how he's progressed over the last year and really made a name for himself, sounds like the kind of guy that we want helping us uh, plug up the middle. You put Aaron Donald in there with a, a Jay Ratliff and a Steven Paya. And, uh, you know, you got Willie Young and Lamar Houston and uh, Jared Allen on the edges. We got something happening on that front. And then if we just figure out who it is we got playing linebacker for us, that'll, uh, that'll be a tasty treat to watch on Sundays. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene in a couple of weeks when the NFL draft takes place. We'll see who the new Bears are. And... Uh, <laughs> We'll see if Phil Emery and the Bears can provide us with another what moment when we make our pick at number 14 uh, in the draft. So, I mean, two years ago, we took Shea McClellan. Who the hell is Shea McClellan? Then last year, it was Kyle Long. What the hell? Who is, oh, you know, when people like Eifert and, uh, you know, and such uh, had fallen us to us at 20 last year <laughs> we'll see if the bears go by the book and take aaron donald because he's a fast uh, athletic guy the kind of guy that phil emery is known to like you know he loved kyle long he loved shay mcclellan because they were athletic specimens you could plug them in and play them at, you know at uh, multiple positions you know because you know if we drafted shay mcclellan to only be a hands-down defensive end we would have cut his ass in the preseason or in the offseason here but because, you know, Emery likes his athleticism, we shed a few pounds on the kid, which he's done. He's lost some body fat. He's he's basically built himself up to be a linebacker now. He's, uh, you know, he's an athletic guy throwing back there at linebacker. He's got the speed for that kind of thing. See how that all works out. Aaron Donald is kind of in that mold. He's He's got the kind of athleticism that Phil Emery is known to like. So if he's still there on the board and, and most draft experts think he will be at 14 that's who they envision us uh taking so but we've also seen the bears taking people like um i think gilbert is his name cornerback from from ohio state uh also a um cj mosley a linebacker from alabama that kind of thing so or maybe even a safety like uh uh clinton Dix. haha is his first name please don't let that happen I can't I can't root for a guy named Haha. I just can't. I know that's not his real name. That's just kind of like his nickname, but uh Haha Clinton Dix, please let him be some don't let him be a bear. Just based on his name. I don't want him on the team. So anyway, hopefully it'll be Aaron Donald and we'll be like, hey, the Bears, hey, they drafted a guy we've heard of before, instead of, you know, pulling out some notes and dusting some off dusting off some tape that we hadn't heard of before to draft some guy from like Lindenwood University that no one's ever heard of before. So um Hopefully the Bears will do us a solid on that one, and we'll be happily reporting Aaron Donald as a brand-new Chicago Bear. So we'll wait and see. The Bears are good for uh, throwing us curveballs on draft day. We'll see how it all shakes out, and then I will come back once it's all said and done and uh, give you my thoughts on uh, on the new additions to the team and where we think the Bears are going to go from there. So until then, my name is Larry D., and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.